it's the difference between, you know, working for a good company for years and, you know, retiring and, you know, having a modest living with a white picket fence and, you know, 2.5 kids and a golden retriever versus... Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Beer, and alongside of me is my co-host, Ed Fletcher. And we're here to make you guys next up. Ed, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Michael. The weather's a little bit, uh, a little yeah, bit cloudy little, today. A little, little bad, that, but okay. it is what it is. Um, our guest today is the guy who runs an Instagram account called Overheard Connecticut. Um, on his page, he chose to stay anonymous, so we're gonna keep um, keep it that kind of uh, that vibe. That vibe today. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It's kind of mysterious. It's <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, so, how are you doing today? I am doing. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. All right. You know, I was mentioning to the guys before I just got off a of work call that was like three and a half hours long. So I'm recharging my batteries, but I'm happy to be here. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That is yeah. So, so um, we're here today talking to the person who runs Overheard Connecticut. It's an account on Instagram. They have roughly 85,000 followers. So um, that would be 88. Okay. 88.8. Okay. Oh, perfect. no. I'm so sorry. It's 82. It's 82.8. Um, I've lost around 10,000 followers after going on a hiatus for a year. So I'm actually, I never know where I am. Right. <laughs> um, so roughly 80,000 followers. Um, he creates comedic posts regarding Fairfield County, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. So do you want to go a little bit more in, into depth as yeah. to what over? So if is? I were to explain um, what my page is, it's kind of it's almost it's a little satirical but it's also a little you know mockery but it's also just you know owning up to a, a couple different facts that you know the world we live in in Fairfield County isn't exactly the world everyone lives in and just uh highlighting the things that people say that they think are normal that are actually really hysterical mm-hmm. is a really funny thing um so you know i go from you know making fun of it to just being like yeah i said this it's funny i understand why it's funny but i'm still like kind of who i am um but yeah i I think that answers your question (laughs) it's cool um so to start off we always ask the same question to every single podcast guest and that is um what inspires you to make yourself next up what inspires me to be next up um i love to hear myself talk Um, and that is a great motivator in my life. It's the reason why I started a meme account. Um, attention is always a good thing, but I also, you know, whenever anyone, um, is reaching out to me for things like this, if it helps them, I think that's a win-win. Um, you know, these guys seem cool enough and I thought that, you know, this is a great idea and more than happy to do so. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you're big, you're big on Fairfield County, um, pages, centered around Fairfield County mm-hmm. we, and for those of you who are listening if Fairfield University students you know what Fairfield County is anybody else who's listening Fairfield County is one of the wealthiest counties in the world um so what would you say the culture in Fairfield County is uh the culture in Fairfield County um that's that's interesting um so I mean obviously you have the wealth element where you know it's it's upper middle class to um you know I would actually no I would just say it's you know um upper class people I mean you know a lot of the people we know are in you know the top one percent for earners or for net worth and so with that comes uh a type of living and then with that comes stereotypes and it's just you know it's it can be very simply branded as just like kind of rich people doing their rich people things, but it's a lot, it's a lot more integrated than that. Um, 
but it's it's hard. I don't know. It's uh, it's some people label it as preppy. You know, other people label it as like snobby. I don't think that's really the case. Um, it's it's extremely extremely stereotypical, but in the same light, is a lot different than people assume. Right. So let me ask you a follow up question. If you could summarize it in one phrase or one sentence, how do you think you would answer that? Boy. Um... I would say it is, you know, I would say preppy is a good enough description. You know, I wouldn't say it's completely accurate, but it's the closest thing to accuracy that we have, I would assume. Right. Gotcha. So what, what would, what, how does like isolated from reality work? So I, I'm going to take that back and I'm going to say isolated from reality because we live in a bubble <laughs> in Fairfield County. Um, so the way that isolated from reality works is that, um, you know, just a function of growing up in a, in a, in a world where there is all this wealth and there's these, um, you know, ways that people live their lives. Um, they, they forget after doing so for so long that the way they live their lives and the way and the things that they do and the things they say are not, uh, even remotely close to what other people and I would say 95% of the population would cons uh, consider, you know, a, a real person. Um, and so it goes from everything from, you know, I, there's that arrested development quote, like, oh, what's a banana, Michael, Ten, like $20. And it's like, that is such a good description of what we are isolated from reality, you know, like, uh, the things that people think are crazy are uh, normalities here, especially when it comes to money. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say like, it's not really for everyone who lives in Fairfield County that is, that fits that stereotype. It's not really their fault, you know, because no, 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 no. They, they grow up with it and that's what they think is normal when in, when in reality, <laughs> the majority of the world is not even close to that uh, level of like financial freedom. And yeah, no, know, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's funny. I mean, it's not exactly um, something it's not, it's not the biggest cause to, to mm -hmm. be ironed out and to be understood uh, for us, anything. Um, but you're absolutely right. People and kids and teenagers who are who grow up within that bubble, mm -hmm. um, you know, absolutely you know i'm one of those kids nothing against uh that being the case i mean it is up to you know uh you know i guess their teachers and their parents and their you know mentors to make sure how make sure they're aware of how uh good they have it right and to give them a very good sense of reality so that they can benefit as much they can from being in a bubble like this without being uh a brat or yeah. someone who doesn't understand, you know, how good they have it. Um, I know the we were talking the last time we spoke about, you know, what's the difference between a kid who grows up in Fairfield County and someone who doesn't, and kind of mm -hmm. what are the pros and what are the cons? Because there are a lot of pros, but you know, um, like any situation, there will be cons. Um, you know, obviously, there's there's network, there's the people around you. It just it's just inherently easier to, you know, get a job, get into a school, you know, uh, you know, befriend people who, you know, have a lot of money. Um, what you lose is the uh, grit that comes with um, being born into a place that doesn't have, you know, ac access to these luxuries. Um, right. 
And that's something, you know, and it's really, I mean, compared to the other side, everyone would choose to be, you know, be from Fairfield County, but just to kind of call a spade a spade. Um, that's really the only thing that people need to, who are born here need to, you know, work against because they have all the other resources. They have all the other resources in their, um, that are opening all the doors for them. The only thing that keeps a lot of kids that I know and that I'm friends with back is just the lack of drive to do so. Because either they see their parents or their friends' parents and they're like, oh, he's a CEO and she's a CEO and they have millions and millions of dollars. It seems super easy. I talk to them all the time. They're cool people. They don't realize that that's like fucking really fucking difficult to do. Right. And then when they try and they fail, they're like, oh, I guess I'll just not do it. Whereas right. if you're born in like Bridgeport or if you're from uh, in New York or New Jersey, you know how hard it's going to be. None of your none of your friends or maybe only one of your friends are like really well off mm -hmm. and you're willing to put in that grind. You just don't have the access that these kids do. You right. know? So that's just the difference. Yeah, right. it's, it's basically either you for, for the Fairfield County kids, it's it's you see what you have and you want to continue having that when you're older mm -hmm. or you see what you have and you just kind of live off that and not really do anything. <laughs> right, exactly. So so going off exactly what you said, Ed, like you see what you have and you want more of it. I, I would argue that people from the outside looking in would say it's, it's a very materialistic culture. But I think the people on the inside aren't materialistic in the sense that when you work hard, you deserve to go buy a Lamborghini and you can value that Lamborghini. And then when when you're when you're 12 to 16 years old and your father has a lamborghini and you think it's the coolest thing in the world and then you sit back and you're like wow i could i could do that too so i think there's a drive in the in the way that there i think there's a drive in the way that it's like materialistic but mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a work ethic to get that too um, well, it's definitely materialistic, um, but I understand kind of like the thought process that you're getting at. Um, it, what I would say and what I would tweak what you were saying is that while it's definitely materialistic, you know, sure, if you're if you grow up and your you know, father or mother has like a really nice car and you're like, oh, I want to have that, too. I would say most of the times if you grow up with it and you think it's cool, there comes a time where like you no longer see those cars as cool, you know, or that's not as, that's not as crazy to you. So it's mm -hmm. not a driver anymore. I mean, it's sure it's, you know, the older you get, if you really true do truly grow up with that around you, um, yes, you want it, but, uh, it's, I would say it's, it's almost more of a driver for people who like see it on the streets because right. you, cause like you already or, had it and you're like, what? <laughs> it, so it's, 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 I would, I would actually disagree. I would say it's extremely materialistic, but that doesn't negate from, the philosophy that kids do get taught if they're taught correctly, because I don't want to say that there, there are, there are definitely kids in Fairfield County that are extremely materialistic who don't grow up the right way that are not, do not have the, you know, capabilities to continue on maybe like their parents' legacy. Um, and that's, that's always going to be the case, but you are absolutely right in the fact that there are, if, if, if you're, parents brought you up the right way there's a philosophy behind what they did and what they <laughs> built that will help you um and that other kids don't have access to it's kind of like the whole like if you read the rich like rich dad poor dad kind of thing it's the exact same thing it's the mentality of like you know like buy assets buy real estate buy stocks, right do yeah. things you know 
uh, you know, get into, uh, you know, building companies and, mm-hmm. and, and leverage things. And it's the difference between, you know, working for a good company for years and, you know, retiring and, you know, having a modest living with a white picket fence and, you know, 2.5 kids and a golden retriever versus the Fairfield <laughs> County where it's like, if your parents um, built businesses and really went on the limb at points in their lives, that's ingrained in you too. Whereas you're like, you have, and you do have the luxury of also thinking like that. So not only do you have the network and the ability, uh, to go do so, but you have the mindset because the mindset's something that you don't, uh, you can't buy that and you can't, uh, obtain it easily. It has to be uh, ingrained in you as a young age. And a lot of kids, you know, like I mentioned, you know, if, if their parents raise them the right way, they're going to be cementing that in their heads too. Like saying like, yes, work for a good company, you know, put in your time, be loyal, but also like there are opportunities that maybe don't present themselves right now, but if they do take them, because that's how I got where I am, you know? So it's, it's that risk factor. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very multifaceted. You know, you have the materials, mm-hmm. kids. You have the brats. You have the spoiled, spoiled kids of the world who are never going to do that, and you know, think a Lamborghini is a Toyota compared to them or whatever. Right. Going to go back on their laurels and realize they don't have to work a day in their lives. But there will also be kids with even if they have all that, uh, the main thing they'll focus on is the philosophy, the work ethic, and the drive of how their parents got there. And almost it's almost a chip on their shoulder, you know. Oh, you know, my parents have like $20 million in the bank. Like I, they're really smart, but they raised me and I know everything that they know now. Well, not really, but I, I know a lot that they didn't know. So mm-hmm. like, I want to do like triple that or something like that. Right. that yeah. That's also there. Yeah. So, so we touched on Fairfield County. We touched on like the background of your page. Mm-hmm. Where do you get all your content from? And can you explain your content to us? Uh, sure. Um, my content, well, it started by, I don't think I explained how I started the Instagram page for people who don't, um, know who I am. Um, I first started it because I had a list of, uh, jokes and sayings and situations that I thought were hysterical, um, that either I heard or I just strictly came up with. And I put it in my notes folder, my iPhone. Um, one day I was following a page, there was an overheard on wall street and then there was overheard New York. And I realized I was like, Oh, let me send the content I have to overheard Connecticut. If there is one and it, it exists mm-hmm. and I searched it up, it didn't exist. I immediately, you know, bought the domain. I made the, uh, uh, Gmail account. Uh, I misspelled it the first time. And so I made another Gmail account and I spelled it the correct time. I don't know which one I sent you guys. Um, And then I made the Instagram. And uh, from the get-go, I had about a hundred quotes, which was a great platform to step off from. And I immediately just started using those. Some of them were things my friends said, their parents. um, And then some of them were just situations that I would take from, you know, a couple paragraphs of dialogue in my head and kind of boil down as best I can to uh, a sentence or two. And a lot of the times as I went on, you know, I, I posted every day for seven months, seven or eight months. And that's a lot more than hundred quotes, obviously. Yeah. So after the hundred, I really did do, you know, 80 to 90% of the quotes were just me creating them. 
uh, strictly. So, you know, I, I pull things from either pop culture or things I hear, and I just boil down to like 10 different ways to say one thing. And then I pick my favorite and hope it does well. That's interesting. Yeah. Can you give us an example of like one of your favorite pieces of content? Um, my favorite. Uh, so I'd say it really boils down to the ones that did the best, honestly. Um, okay. Actually, no, there's, there's a couple, there's, um, uh, the, uh, the hangers are full and the hedges are funded. Cause I think that's a, just a great play on words. And I just, I wanted mm-hmm. to make it a sweatshirt, honestly. Um, <laughs> there's my phone autocorrected, um, here to Hermes. There's, um, one that was, oh, like get, like stay away from my Mercedes. And it's like, all right, C class, relax kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and then, uh, I'm trying to remember, oh, uh, this guy was complaining. He's like, Oh, you know, she's like, she's like a six out of 10 at best. And it's like, the dad's like her dad owns a sports team. She's a 10. <laughs> and uh, that one was taken from um, a, a friend's father, which hilarious guy. But um, the other ones like the Mercedes one I made up the Hermes one I made up mm-hmm. the um, hedges are full and the hangers, uh, the hangers, <laughs> the hangers are full and the hedges are funded. I didn't exactly make that one up. I just made it better. Interesting. Yeah, so, so they're just, they're just quotes that you hear walking around town that you're like, wow, that is absurd to say and hilariously funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to tell you that I've like walked around town and heard a quote that's never happened. Um, it's yeah. always just either I'm in a social setting. It's always a social setting. It's like, I'm at a, I'm at a social setting or I'm talking with my roommates. I'm talking to my friends and just the situation allows itself for them to say a little bit of their Fairfield County-ness comes out and they just like trip over themselves and they say something really dumb or really stupid. And I write it down immediately. And then I work, just workshop it from there. Um, and, uh, or sometimes I'll just like be talking to myself like one day, uh, uh, I don't know. I think I was talking to myself and I'm like, oh my, like, like something about my Cartier or something. And I was like immediately coming up with quotes about it. I'm like, Jesus, I need to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It kind of becomes like a natural reaction in your right, brain. Like, to, like start thinking. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest, there came a point where it's like, me and my Instagram page were like a little too closely related to each other because I was mm-hmm. so obsessed with it at a point right. where um, I needed to like really just like kind of take a step back and realize like that's not that's not who, it's a persona it's a it's yeah. something I do for fun and jokes but it's not like me really yeah right like this one I, I got one right here my mom flew our Florida housekeeper to Connecticut for a week to see to see how she does in a bigger house. I, I actually got that one from someone um, and she'll be very happy that uh, it was read out right now. Um, <laughs> that was actually, that actually did happen. Yeah. So, so like, so like anybody who doesn't live in Fairfield County would be like, that is absolutely absurd. Yeah. Not only is that absurd, it's just, it's stupid and pretentious and yeah. they'd be right. It is. Um, yeah. But the, the, what makes it funnier is, is, anything can be pretentious, anything can be bratty or spoiled or preppy or rich or whatever. And it doesn't make it funny. What truly makes it funny is how crazy it is. But in the same light, that is a real thing that people who are seemingly intelligent was like, okay, yes, that is the logical next step to do. And honestly, in their situation, it's not the dumbest thing in the world, but it's still crazy. It's still crazy. Yeah, no, that's funny. 
It's nuts. So um, kind of a full 180 here. Sure. What's your craziest brand deal that you've gotten? Uh, doing my this? craziest brand deal. Um, I unfortunately, I know of uh, a couple of my friends who do run meme accounts who are bigger than me and have, have had crazy brand deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to say that I like paid like $10,000 to do something. I wasn't. Um, what's been really nice is uh, as you get bigger, I would say when I was hitting like 20,000 followers, I started to get brand deals, but they were mainly like, we'll give you our sweatshirt and then you can promote it. And you're like, I don't really want it. I want to get paid. (laughs) And then I got 50,000, 50,000 up. They were actually paying me and they would actually just like agree to my rate, which was fantastic. Um, And nowadays, I mean, I work with Hinge. Um, I worked with a daily newsletter, uh, the coolest. I worked with a couple like um like offshoot companies christopher Kluse, i work with now currently and i mentioned hinge um and what's great about them is they have an ad budget they need to spend and they'll pay me like 100 bucks or so to put up a story and then they'll ask like okay how do how about we do 20 of them and i'm like perfect works for me (laughs) works for me literally i i started posting again and um I, they reached out to me when I was during my hiatus of like not posting for a year. And I would have loved to do that. I was like, listen, you know, I'm not posting right now. I think it'd be a little disingenuous if I started uh, doing ads and not mm-hmm. doing any kind of content. I think that's just yeah. dumb. But like the second I'm back, I will hit you guys up. And I did, I hit them up a, a week or two after I, I started posting again and no hesitation. They immediately asked for like a bunch more, which was perfect. And yeah, that's cool. Hoping to do more. It, yeah. It's it's a great it's a great side hustle. Brand, brand deals are the craziest thing. Like and it's much, so easy. It's so easy for me. I mean, yeah, I was gonna ask how how much work do you have to do per like story that they ask you to put up? No work at all. It's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, that's it would what be. I, it's, it, I mean, you you posted a story on your Instagram before. It's yeah. that easy. Right. Yeah. It's and, literally it takes it takes two seconds for me. Um, I mean, sure, exactly. I have to take my Instagram profile from private to a mm-hmm. business profile so I can swipe up. Um, but then I put it right back to private. It's like, it's super easy. The yeah. hard thing was the year of coming up with content mm-hmm. day in and day out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, again, anonymous, no names. Um, and we hope to make you guys next up. <laughs>